Welcome to the Single Well Podcast. My name is Dr. Mila and I am a family doctor turned wellness transformation coach. I created the Single Well for Christian single women and moms who want to learn how to simply incorporate wellness practices into their daily lives. After having a baby, getting divorced, and years of struggling with weight gain and declining health, I went searching for a natural weight loss solution. But instead, I discovered that true health was found in leveraging my spiritual, physical, mental, emotional, and relational wellness. Listen in to gain the tools and mindset to start developing your own unique wellness strategy. Let's do this. Please note, the information shared on the Single Well Podcast is meant for informational purposes only and is not meant to replace the advice of your personal physician or healthcare practitioner. Please consult your personal medical professional before embarking on or implementing anything discussed on the podcast. Hey, welcome back. Or if this is your first time, welcome. Thank you for listening in to the Single Well Podcast. Today, I wanted to really dive into the definitions of health and wellness. I talk a lot about health and wellness. You hear it everywhere. And it's really important to understand what that truly is. Um, The first five episodes of this podcast were about discovering different aspects of wellness, the different pillars of wellness and diving into each one. So it was mental, emotional, relational, physical, and spiritual wellness. Um, but I wanted to really talk about health and wellness and what that means to me and hopefully help you define what it means for you. So when I think about health, um, you know, I looked up the definition, the actual definition of health is being free from illness and injury or being free from illness or injury. Um, and that is tough to achieve, right? <laughs> There's always something going on, something happening. Our bodies are constantly adjusting to the environment. So it's kind of a broad definition, Um, the other thing is, you know, this is a misguided definition in a way, because you can seem to be free from illness or injury. Um, our body is resilient. So a lot of times we can't tell when we're not well, we can't tell when we're not healthy, um, all the time. Um, of course, if you have a cold or you have the flu or you, you know, have some other illness, you can tell then, but you can't really look at someone and tell that they have, um, that they're healthy, but we think that we can, right? That's a common thing is that, oh, they were healthy because they looked healthy, which is a totally um, big subject. But we'll talk about that a little bit more here in a minute. Um, you know, symptoms can catch up with us, but it might be too late. So you might have something, not realize it, has some minor symptoms here and there. And then by the time you really realize what's going on, you're at a really, um, in a really bad or dangerous place. And so Um, wellness is kind of different. It it encompasses health. Um, The definition is the state of being in good health, especially as an actively pursued goal. Um, So I think of this as a more comprehensive definition. This is something I've tended to focus in on. You know, I spent my life and career working on health or lack thereof. But what I discovered when I went seeking weight loss was that wellness was what was most important. And I defined that by those five pillars and, you know, thinking about it as a mind, body and spirit type of thing. But what I really like is that it's actively pursued. To me, that means intentionality. That means that it's something you're doing intentionally. Um, A lot of times we think that health 
is something we either have or we don't. You know, if your family is not healthy, then most likely you won't be healthy. And there is some truth to that. There is some influence from our environment, but it's it's so complex, um, you know, that health is not predetermined really. And we do have some control over our health. But when you talk about wellness, it's even more so, right? This is the act of the state of being in good health, um, things that we do actively to pursue that And therefore, my definition of wellness is a little different. So um, I consider wellness being balanced in mind. So your intellect or your emotions, your body, which is your physical state and spirit as a result of intentional lifestyle choices and efforts. Um, This also allows you to be a better, better relative. So this encompasses all of those wellness pillars, right? When we think of wellness overall. So for me personally, um, how this looked was, you know, I went looking for weight loss. I was not healthy. I had some health issues, but again, my body was resilient. I didn't feel bad necessarily. I had some symptoms, but I didn't really feel bad on a consistent basis. But when I think back, hindsight is twenty twenty. When I think back on the different ailments I had, there definitely was a lot going on, and my body was telling me that things weren't right. And so when I started to pursue wellness. I found that all of those things were important. So instead of looking at a number on the scale, looking at a number at my doctor's office, looking at my lab work, looking at, um, you know, the way my clothes fit and things like that, um, I started to look also at how I was living my life, um, how I was mentally and intellectually, how I felt emotionally and what I could do to improve that, um, what my relationships look like and who I allowed to be in my life. So there's all these things to consider when you're really thinking about wellness, because that's when you start to take action, right? So I'll take that a little further um, with health. You know, something else that I discovered in this process was something called metabolic health. So metabolism or metabolic is the the state of how our body uses energy. Um, so when we eat, essentially, there's different ways we get energy. But when we eat, our body gets that energy in and it has to use it down to a cellular level. Our very cells tell our bodies what to do and, and, and carry that out. They do the action of getting that energy in and in changing how our body responds to that. And so a lot of times when we're thinking about health and wellness, we're not thinking metabolically. We're thinking about how can we get this weight off quickly so that my blood pressure is better so I can get off my medicine? Um, how quickly can I get into this dress for my um, reunion or whatever it might be? And these things touch on those wellness pillars, but not in a healthy way. Um, so when I think about metabolic health, I think about that energy being used properly by the body. And a lot of times the different environments we've been in, the food we've been eating, the things that we do in society affect our metabolic health because now our body doesn't use energy in the same way that it should. And so you end up with this metabolic dysfunction, if you will. So where your body is just not using that energy properly, it's not able to use that energy properly. And that leads to something we call chronic disease. And so you hear a lot of people say chronic disease and to me, it's just, you know, bread and butter. That's what I've been working with for so long. But chronic disease, chronic means long term or something that's ongoing, ongoing. And acute means something that happens in a short period of time. So medically, we think of acute as something typically like six weeks or less. It depends on what you're talking about. Um, chronic is something that is longer than that or lifelong for a lot of things. So when I think about a chronic disease, it is a condition or a state of 
um, poor health that is going on for a long time. And then we usually give those things names. So you hear name, you hear titles or things like obesity, um, high cholesterol, hypertension or high blood pressure, gout, sleep apnea, um, even heart attacks, even though that's more of an acute problem, it causes chronic you know, complications. Um, you know, the same thing is like HIV and AIDS. HIV is more of the acute phase of that AIDS is the disease and the disease process. So there's all of these different ways to look at those kind of things. But when I speak about chronic disease, I'm talking about those ones you hear about all the time, the most common ones, typically the ones we're most afraid of, diabetes and prediabetes being the most prominent, but you know, obesity is in that mix, high cholesterol, things like that. And so when I think of health and wellness now, I think of that wellness piece that we talked about, but I think of health um, as far as metabolic health. What does that look like? If you lose weight, are you losing weight and getting healthier because a lot of times we lose weight, but we don't pay attention to that. Or, you know, I have a lot of friends and, and people that have told me, you know, I lost weight doing this or that thing. But when I went to my doctor, my numbers were no better. You know, I actually was asked to take more med- medication. So we always need to be thinking about what those things mean to us. And as singles, this becomes a really, really important piece, right? Because especially if you are a single parent, a lot is falling on you. Even if you have a co-parenting relationship, you're both taking care of your child or children, you know, equally and you're doing every all the things. You both still have to be really mindful about how you treat your body because just like in a marriage or in a long-term relationship, you know, both parents are equally important. Even for those of us that are single without children for whatever reason, if you decided not to have children or you haven't had children yet or your children are grown, you know, there's just this importance of taking care of ourselves. And we tend to be on kind of one side or the other of that. We either have our single season and we're like, hey, I'm just going to do what I want. I'm just going to live life and just be free. Or we think, oh, you know, um, I'm going to really hit the ground running and really make sure that I'm doing things well. And I am here to try to convince everyone (laughs) to really try to be well. You know, we should be well in all seasons. But your single season is a great time because there's so many things that come out of that. Um, that where you will be important in the future health of your family, you will be important to your environment and your community. So even if you never got married, never had kids, you're still important to someone. You're important to those around you. And as a single, you tend to have more time to influence those around you, right? That's not always the case, but you know, you tend to have that. So what good would it do for you to be unwell and, and unhealthy when you have so much to give, right? So I titled this episode Wellness Goals because these are things that we all need to be thinking about in every season, like I said, but especially in the single season, and I specialize in this particular season because it's so relevant to where I am now in life. And I've been both. I've been single. I've been married. I've been single without kids. I've been single with a child. So it's just always these, there's always these different seasons we're in, right? And we need to always have this foundation we return to. But th- there was a reason why wellness is particularly important for singles. And I, I, I came up with three different reasons why. And in ways that you can tap into that. So number one is that your single season is the season of you, God, and your purpose. So in this season, you should be pouring into yourself, spending time by yourself, getting to know yourself, um, you know, and, and just spending time with the Lord. If that's 
um, your ministry, so to speak, that you that you are a God fearing person. You know, this is the time to be really spending God time with God and allowing him to pour into you what he has for your life. I know for me personally, the um, time when I was dating and married um, to my ex-husband, you know, was a great time. And I was really happy at the time, but I also really lost me. I started to really identify myself by my career and by my status with, with, with him and my marriage and wanting to have kids and trying to build something. And there's nothing wrong with that. But I really had lost sight of what God wanted me to do. And I tried a lot of different things to get there. I, I started to tap into my creative side, which is not bad either. It's something that I still enjoy today. But I started making jewelry and that didn't fulfill it. And then I would, you know, just do different things at different times. And one of the main one, ones that I, I, I poured into or that I used to fill that hole was food. I would just eat all kinds of sweets and treats and stuff all the time to try to fulfill that feeling that I was getting, that feeling of like, there has to be more, there has to be more. And so in First Corinthians uh, chapter 7, verse 34, it says, an unmarried woman or virgin is concerned about the Lord's affairs. Her aim is to be devoted to the Lord in both body and spirit. But a married woman is concerned about the affairs of this world, how she can please her husband. Now, this can be looked at very broadly, being looked at very, you know, if you want to get into it and say, oh, well, this says that if you're married, you're not concerned about um, God, you're more concerned about your husband. But, you know, that's not true either. I think it's a both and, right? You can be in either situation and, have, you know, have glorious, you know, produce glorious fruit, you know, really be purposeful. Marriage is a ministry. Marriage is not something we should be trying to achieve, but instead is another way that we can serve God. So um, an unmarried woman, you know, and this is something I wasn't familiar with until this most recent single season since I've been divorced, is that it really is important. Singles are important in the church. Singles are important in community. There's just so much that we can offer. And for me, this was the time that I became most focused on God and what he has for me thinking about my physical fitness as a worship, as worship to him, thinking about my spiritual health and how um, I could hone and, and improve and refine my obedience to him. That's what this season has done for me. And so it's just, but I didn't get there right away. I had to learn that. I had to start to really reconstruct my life in a way that this is how I now live and this is how I think about it. In some ways, I'm a little, you know, a little hesitant about my single season ending because it's just been so rich with all of that. And I, I don't say this to mean it's easy because <laughs> there are times when, you know, I get lonely and I would love to be in that relationship and have that special someone around all the time. But it's hard because, you know, I have so many other things that I'm doing that I know that that's going to eat into the time that I have now. So I say this to say that, you know, you have the time, you have the the focus um, to give, you know, why not give it to God and give it to your purpose that God has for you and be happy in that, be joyful in that, be content in that, and it will take you really far. So this was something that I thought was super important for wellness because this is a part of your wellness, your spiritual wellness, your connection to God or something bigger than yourself is so important to your wellness. If you don't have this, it will start to manifest in other ways. And like I said, for me, that was food and other things that I tried to replace that spiritual connection. I tried to use to replace that spiritual connection. So then the second thing is something I alluded to earlier, future families and spouse in your spouse. So um, I hear a lot of men, especially with women, particularly say, 
you know, that women are kind of the drivers of the family. Women are, you know, the man is the head of the households, uh, you know, but the woman is the one that drives the health practices, drives the healthy food, drives the lifestyle changes. Um, and I hear men and women say this. Um, and, you know, I think this tends to be true. You know, not always. Sometimes it's the man that's kind of driving things. And I know as a family physician, I would have a lot of families come in, you know, and the wives and husbands would come separately and the wife would say, oh, you know, I want to do this thing, but my husband's not on board. And sometimes I would hear the opposite where the husband would come in and say, oh, my wife's not going to be on board with this way of eating or changing things. Um, but it's so important that when we do, if we do develop our own families in the future, that we are a positive influence on them, um, that we are a positive influence on our family and our future spouse. Now, this also applies to those around us in our community, our um, nieces and nephews, our friends, kids, um, you know, grandkids, if you're in that season. So there's just all of these things to think about when we're thinking about the type of um the type of life we're portraying to others, um, being the person that's well, thinking about how many people you can influence. Because I know for me, being the single person, the single mom in my in my group, um, you know, I get invited to a lot of things and my son gets invited to a lot of things and I get the chance to influence others in such a meaningful way. Um, but I also think about that future family and having a husband and maybe he has kids and maybe he doesn't and being the person that would influence all of them and how you can affect not only the generational curses in your own family line, but in someone else's family line just by joining um, that together and you being the influence for that. And that's to say, I'm saying this from the female standpoint because I'm a woman, but you know, this can happen with men too. You know, I would love for a man to come into my life and positively, I mean, I want a man that's going to positively influence my son's life because even though he has an amazing dad and he has amazing, um, I have amazing guy friends around him, you know, there's always more to be had. There's always different perspectives to come in. It's just something to think about. Um, and so in Proverbs 31, which I love Proverbs 31, I know some people feel like it's too much pressure and it's a lot to think about, but I really feel like it's a, it's a, it's a, a blueprint, so to speak, where you may not fulfill all of it. No one's expecting every woman to fulfill all of it. But there's some important pieces in there where, you know, there's just things we should be thinking about, um, you know, as, as women of God that we should be thinking about doing in our families. And so for Proverbs 31, uh, verse 11, it says, her husband has full confidence in, in her and lacks nothing of value. And so that means that, you know, we think about marriage as bringing this value to it. You know, we think about what we can do for each other, but we really should be thinking about what we can do for God. And by bringing that healthy lifestyle, that healthy perspective to your family, it is so valuable. I've seen so many people in family lines, just generationally, everybody has diabetes, everybody has high blood pressure, and we've just accepted that. Think about how many different people you can influence if you're just willing to bring that to your marriage, bringing that to your friendships, bringing that to your coworkers, just whoever it is that you're influencing, there you influence them, they'll influence people around them, we influence the future. So I think that's another really important reason why we should embrace wellness as singles. And then also, you know, this uh, another concept, the third concept is something called related but separate. Um, and this is similar to what I was talking about before is in setting an example for your kids and breaking general generational curses of health. We need to give some attention to this. Um, you know, 
Uh, I read a study recently that said that children of single moms were more likely to carry excess weight. And, you know, I don't say that to condemn because I'm in that category where I'm a single mom and I would hate to have my son develop unhealthy health, I mean, unhealthy habits um, by watching me. And so, of course, I try to live um, pretty well. I'm not perfect. So he sees me, you know, in in everything. He sees me every day. Um, doing different things. But what I'm most proud of is that he sees me and has associated me with eating well and living well. And so a lot of times he'll go to eat something sweet or something like that. And he'll say, oh, mommy, I know you don't eat this. I know you don't like this. And then he can usually tell me why, because he understands why. And I always clarify for him that I want him to have food freedom. I don't want him restricting things. You know, I have affected my metabolic health in a way where I have to limit some things, but I don't want him to feel like that. But I do want him to know and have those choices as a tool that he has a tool of wellness, you know, that I'm and that I'm instilling in him. And like I mentioned earlier, you know, having those things can help a lot of people, not just your kids. But I also think about it helping his kids when he gets older and there's certain things he'll carry. He may not live the same exact way I do, but there's certain things he'll do just because I did it that way. And that's what we want. We want to influence our kids um, to do those things in the future. Um, we have a lot of these generational curses of we talk a lot about the emotional and mental ones. But this physical one is a very real problem that a lot of families have. And they think, you know, this is just how things are. We pass down our recipes. We pass down, you know, our attitudes about food, our thoughts about food. Um, we pass down, you know, uh, stories and, and traditions and all of that. Um, but we need to be the ones that that break that and say, you know what, let's do something a little different. Um, I know me being single has changed how I deal with holidays, you know, because, um, we have uh, two families, of course, and his dad's family, my family, and everybody lives outside of you know the area where we live. So there's a lot of uh, negotiating and things that go on around the holidays. And um, recently, I've just decided most of the time I'd rather just stay home. I'd rather give my son, you know, if he's with me for Christmas, for instance, I'd rather give him that experience of just being in his home at Christmas, you know, being at home with me. I'm sure his dad does the same thing once in a while, you know, because we try to see our families, but we're trying to also create that sense of like, this is what we do. This is how our family is, but doing it in a healthy way where we're not always running around. He loves family. He loves being around family, but sometimes it's better to just stay home. And we, we have the ability to do that because we're living this life where, you know, he and I are our family. So we decide what we're going to do with our time. And so that's really Another thing that, you know, I can just change that based on how we feel and what we want to do because we are um, in a single, this is a household head, headed up by me, a single mom. And so there's just so many things to think about with that. Um, if I was not well, if I was having a lot of health issues, if I wasn't instilling in him, you know, healthy habits, then it would just continue to perpetuate that he would, you know, maybe have some unhealthy habits and we all have them um, or have some things that he wouldn't necessarily carry through to his kids. And then, like I said, just other people around you, just showing something different to those around you. And so how how can I help you be more intentional 
Um, you know, I have, I think wellness should be a goal of everyone's, not just singles, but everyone should have a wellness goal. And that may look different for each person. It's going to look different from day to day. It's going to look different from week to week. But I would encourage you and challenge you to go to my website. I'll put the page, uh, the um, URL in the show notes, but go to my website and there's a wellness template there. And I'd encourage you to print that out and start to write out different things in different areas that you can do to start making these small changes, you know, your mental, emotional, relational, physical, and spiritual wellness. What are what thing are you going to work on for the next week or two or the next month or two? And you can make it whatever you want. But just starting to tap on each of those areas, I guarantee things will get a lot better. I guarantee when you set some wellness goals that you will start to really want to be intentional with other things. It's like a snowball effect, um, you know, and you'll just be living more well than you did before. So that's all I have for today. I hope you enjoyed this. Reach out to me on social media if you'd like to talk more. There's just so much more to come here. So many great conversations to be had. I hope you enjoy the rest of your day. Take care. This has been the Single Well Podcast. For more information on what you just heard, please visit us on Facebook or Instagram at The Single Well, or you can email us at thesinglewell at gmail.com.